Hey everyone, Brandon here. Thank you for checking out this week's episode of the Nightmares podcast about Screen Queens Season 2. Just as a warning to all of you, we are going into heavy spoilers for the season and the series as a whole. So if you have not checked out Scream Queens Season 2 yet, or if you haven't checked out Scream Queens in general, check it out. It's a really great show, but if you don't care about spoilers, go ahead and give us a listen. And yeah, enjoy the episode. And of course, if you are checking this out on YouTube, this is entirely audio only. If you want to listen to this on any other streaming service, click the link below. Anyway, I'm Brandon. With me as always are... Mark. Zach. And today we are talking about Scream Queens again. Season 2. Yes. Um, so as uh, if everybody wants to get an opportunity to check out our previous podcast where we talked about Season 1, uh, the general gist of it is that we all loved it. Um, uh, it was a very, very pleasant surprise. The um, uh, Brandon's selling point uh, for for the series was a bunch of frat boys uh, going down the street where, wearing all white while the Backstreet Boys plays in the background while they beat up cars and killers with baseball bats. And then and I'm like, and I did the whole Rick and Morty thing. I'm like, son of a bitch, I'm in. The, and I was in the entire time. It was great. In so many words, yes, that is what happened. <laughs> the um, I went in with two beers because I thought the show was going to be stupid, and it did start off stupid, but it eventually gets really fucking funny. The um, uh, and you know what? And for the most part, season two does uh, does that. It's a it's a different kind of setting. It kind of follows the formula of Ryan Murphy, um, uh, you know, who obviously did American Horror Story. It's a, a pseudo-anthology, but you do have a lot of the recurring characters coming in. Yeah, it's, and, and you're in a different each location. Se- each season was going to be a new location. It's like season one was the college campus. Season two goes to a hospital. And I, they kind of tease that if there was going to be a season three, it would probably be a TV studio. But unfortunately, we didn't get a season three, so that's, yeah. that's it's a real shame. That is, I don't think that this that these um, you know this show got as much attention. No, as like it probably should. I, I was the only person I knew who was actually watching it as it was I, going on. The I air. had heard about it. Here's the thing: it wasn't advertised at all. Like I, I saw posters for this like maybe a year after it came out and stuff. I'm just like the hell! Is-? I thought it was a documentary. <laughs> Because Jamie Lee Curtis, I'm like, oh, is this supposed to be like a bunch of final girls? But I'm like, Emma Roberts, what the fuck was she in? Yeah, Scream Four. Yeah. What the fuck was she in? The, Scream Four. <laughs> it was great. Um, uh, anyway, the uh, and actually, I saw a few advertisements for it, but honestly, like, it looked like it had it had no appeal to me whatsoever. Like, just from the advertisements, I'm like, I'm like, this is you know, it's whatever. I can take it or leave it. But if I had I known what the show was about. Um, and it was properly advertised, and I, I definitely would have watched that. But it's fucking Fox. What are you going to do? They, um, they, they do not know how to handle good television for some reason. I don't, I don't know. It's amazing to me, because when American Horror Story came out, they advertised the ever-loving shit out of that, that was, goddamn that show. That is the fucking difference between FX and Fox. FX is a fantastic network. Fox is not so much. The, uh, my, the Sadly, I definitely... Here's the thing. I actually enjoy this show. I can't sit through a season of American Horror Story. I've tried. I've done tried season one, thought it was stupid. I've tried season... What the hell was it? Four? What, what was season four again? Freak Show? Yeah. Stupid. Um, And the recent one, 84, which was just boring as all hell. I, think, I, think yeah, I, I do greatly prefer Scream Queens to American Horror Story. 
And if American Horror Story really wants to get back on my good side, whatever, whenever they have their final season, if they can make that also an additional season of Scream Queens, I'll be totally okay with that. I'll be in too. I will definitely I would, be in. I would at least give it a chance if that was the case. The, um, that would, would be interesting. That would be interesting. I would get yeah, some supernatural I mean, A lot elements. of the cast from Scream Queens went over, like Emma Roberts oh, yeah. and Billy Lord, like they went over to American Horror Story after. Actually, Emma Roberts was on American Horror Story before Scream Queens mm. uh, Coven, but then she went back after uh, Scream Queens was I heard done. she was a similar character. Kind yeah. Of, kind of bitchy yeah. and self-conceited and everything else. Well, she so. plays a much different character in 84. Yeah. The um, so She has good range. Fair enough. Fair enough. The uh, So season two is is being held in a hospital. Um, uh, so the season actually starts out with um, in 1985. Um, the year that Out of Africa came out. I, I don't... You continuously bring that up. And it's also the same year that Back to the Future came out. Yep. The uh, I think it was also the year A Room with a View came out. The fuck is A Room with a View? A a, 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 a joke that happens later on in the, in the show, which is ironic. Um, the uh, so was there eighty five or eighty six? So the show starts out in the past, um, the same way that uh, season one started out as well, with kind of a interesting story going on. Um, uh, we have a guest star appearance from Jerry O'Connor. Uh, who uh, uh, who was playing uh, the um, was playing one of the doctors in there? So apparently, there's a huge Halloween party going on at this particular hospital yep. back in 1985, and the staff likes to let loose on Halloween uh, in a real true 80s style. Most of them are looking for quaaludes and you know doing coke. It was and, the doctor himself who was looking for quaaludes, which is hilarious and also incredibly factually accurate. The um, uh, that actually happened a lot um, uh, back in the day. So, Doctors look for quaaludes while patients were dying on hospital beds? Oh, I'm sure that happened, but but doctors are looking there for quaaludes. There are a lot of hospitals in the world, so I'm sure it's happening at least one of them. For sure. Well, shit. So anyway, so there is a couple that is there. They're literally the only patients in the whole fucking hospital. So, um, so I guess that one of them has, I think he has fibromyalgia or... Something no, or COPD. it wasn't fibromyalgia. It he was had something C- COPD, that was threatening his life. And that's really the part that matters. Here. Something mitosis, maybe. It might. Have, it was either that or COPD. Either way, he was going to die within an hour if he didn't have a certain surgery. Yeah, correct. So the so the wife um, uh, of the husband was was pleading uh, for them to do the, an operation, mm-hmm. and Jerry O'Connor, being a, a douchebag doctor, says, "You know, of course I'll we'll do it," and doesn't do it, and then basically lets him die. And um, then he and the nurse dump the body in the swamp. Correct, which is a which is a hardcore like uh, hardcore swamp. Yep. That you oh yeah, we should probably mention that the hospital, the backyard of the hospital is a swamp. And, yeah, and, and literally. And when like we mean like an Alabama swamp, like you throw a body in there, like, it's gonna be gone within a couple of days because all the amoebas and shit. You ever seen Hatchet? Yeah. That. Fair enough. The. Uh, yeah. <laughs> The um, uh, I know it's not the not most wrong. popular slasher, but <laughs> most people have seen the first one. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So, uh, so Jerry O'Connell uh, dumps the body, and then you know they said we're just going to fuck the paperwork and say that you know he we did the surgery and he checked himself out and then he just disappeared. Yeah. So, um, so then, so then it uh, it fast forwards to 2016, where it catches up with Dean Munch, played by the lovely. Jamie Lee Curtis. Wow, I blanked on her name. I'm like, I just <laughs> fucking said wow. it. Wow. <laughs> Brandon is like physically upset. 
<laughs> are you a horror fan or not? The, yeah, but I like good horror movies. I'm sorry. Jamie Lee Curtis is in Halloween. Yeah, one of the most overrated horror movies of all She's time. She's in Halloween too. Yeah, she was in not Prom a good Night. movie. Wait, which one? Prom Night. Yeah, okay, I still haven't seen the original Prom Night. She was in Terror Train. The fuck is that? And Road Games, which I finally got a copy of that. I haven't seen that either. Now. Look, Jamie Lee Curtis's best movie, True Lies, hands down. I don't know about that. I'm yeah. going to have to go Fish with... Fish Called Wanda's up there. Or Trading Places. They... Trading Places was good. I, we, I can't believe we had this discussion while we were watching... <laughs> What, rewatching this, the um, uh, picking our favorite. I mean, of Jamie of Lee course, Curtis. we have to mention Freaky Friday. Oh, but of course, you know, because if you know uh, her playing fake guitar in, uh, uh, you know, in the back while that Lindsay Lohan was... also plays fake guitar and fake sings on stage, you know, there's nothing better in life. Did anybody even watch that movie? I did. The um, oh, of course you did. Yeah, I did. The um, I had a thing for Lindsay Lohan back in the day until I you know discovered the truth about her. <laughs> Do you want Zach to edit that part out for you? The, no, no, that's staying in there. <laughs> Sarah, you know a little bit more about your boyfriend. I hope you're happy, dude. And, the, and then I and then I went on to Emma Watson like every other basic fucking bro at that time. Emma hey, 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 just because you like Emma Watson doesn't mean you're basic. Emma uh, Watson, Emma Watson, Emma Watson, Hermione. Harry Potter. Oh, her. Okay. Yeah, she's, she's pretty great. Anyway, uh, so we catch up with uh, with Dean Munch, who is uh, who is now um, I purchased this hospital that has now been defunct, um, and her idea is to turn it into the Cure Institute, where they will uh, go ahead and uh, cure what normal hospitals would say are incurable diseases. There's multiple different. We'll get into. I, I have all the all the different uh, patients that become cannon fodder after the fact. Um, you I, really took your note taking seriously. I did, I did. I want because because you know we try. Well, a little. Inst- yeah, it's we, little. we try. This is our second attempt at recording this episode of this podcast, and we started watching season two literally right after we finished recording our podcast about season one, and that was back in what late August, early September. Yeah, right around there. Um. So, and we just finished the season only a couple days ago. So this is, so we watched this over the course of at least two or three months. I would say so, probably three. Yeah. yeah and that was with a lot of shit in between. Yeah. Because, you know, episode like, four and all that, the Simpsons podcast. Yeah. We had a lot of stuff get in our way. So it took us a long time to get through this season. So we watched we were, one half at one point, the last half at another point. Yeah. And yeah. that first half was spread out quite a bit. And then we just binged the last four episodes all at once. Which so is crazy because there's only 10 fucking episodes yeah. in the whole season. Yeah. I was going to say, it felt like what we watched, you know, doing a review for this took us like weeks to do when we actually did. It. It, it's less episodes than season one, but it took us longer to watch this season than it took us to watch season one. Which is hilarious. Yeah. And so, yeah, we discovered it's a lot harder to remember the details of the beginning than we thought. So. I, I really honestly thought that I was going to snap right into it. And normally that, that happens for me. I have a pretty damn good memory. But, yeah. but it just it was not happening at all. Again, no, we just so had too we went much back and rewatched the first couple episodes as a refresher. So. It helped. It helped a lot. And Mark took very diligent notes. The uh, actually, yeah, not not too bad for me, um, uh, which is kind of crazy. So anyway, so Dean Munch uh, goes ahead and uh, and opens up this brand new hospital, and uh, her uh, she has two doctors on staff, um, played wonderfully by John, Mr. John Stamos. 
um, uh, who's uh, who's uh, who's a very pretty doctor. Um, this, the um, and then also um, somebody that I used to despise and now actually kind of like. Um, uh, Taylor Lautner plays the other um, uh, the other doctor in there, and he's great um, in the show. The funny thing is, you know, I just figured out like he wasn't bad. It was just Twilight that was bad. The um, uh, it was it just was a terrible movie, and I. I'm, feel fucking disgusted that I got dragged to it the um uh, so anyway uh, more than one again if you do more than one that's your own damn fault if the, you do uh, one it's like okay what is this movie let's see Zach we are not here to talk about Twilight fair enough the, <laughs> the, it's already been bitched about for you know better half of a decade Mark so. we're not here to talk about Twilight the uh, I know I'm moving on relax <laughs> I'm gonna get there so, um, so they have the uh, um, the two doctors that are there, and um, Dean Munch is just trying to uh, move on, start a new. Um, but those new two doctors have their own little quirks, quirks as well. Very, very interesting uh, ones. John Stamos, um, his backstory is he lost his hand during right. a Super Bowl party accident <laughs> while he was hanging out with his friends from Harvard. Not, By the way, that's the school he went to, Harvard. Yeah, it, it, um, he will not let you forget it. That is his nope. his password. He has a tattoo on his shoulder, and he has a class ring, and he reminds you every two seconds. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure there's a reference to that every damn episode, but it just took us forever to realize that it's like, wait... Holy shit! They've been doing this since the beginning of the season. And I just and I just love it too. And he's like, yeah, I had a Super Bowl accident, and 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 oh, also Zayday was is in is in the in the season, but we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, but yeah, so um, he lost. So John Stamos loses his hand. Uh, they find a, a hand donor, and they actually gave him the hand of a serial killer. Which yeah, is, he was a very famous squash player. Yes, yep. squash player that that killed like two hundred people. Um, so he killed every single one of his opponents because they couldn't win, and he thought that if you lost at the game, you were disrespecting the game, which in turn meant you were disrespecting him, so he would just kill you. I respect that, by the <laughs> way. My question is, what would happen if he lost? He'd kill himself! I, that, that is a very interesting question that I did not consider. I'm pretty sure he would kill himself. I was laughing too hard about the fact that, it, that, the, uh, that how he found everybody was Craigslist ads, and that's how the cops eventually arrested him. It's because they eventually, they're like, yeah, they eventually found the Craigslist ads and then tracked him down into his house. It wasn't really that hard. Look, people, don't trust Craigslist ads. There's probably serial killers on the other end. Serial killers, don't use Craigslist ads. You'll get traced. Yeah, don't do that. The um, uh, put moral your... of the story: don't use Craigslist ads. Mm-hmm. Do what do what everybody does. Put, put your ads on Twitter. Um, anyway, who the fuck does that? I don't even know. <laughs> so, um, which I, I love that, that the whole joke though. You know, like you know, I lost my hand in the Super Bowl, and Zayda's like, "You're in the Super Bowl." He's like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." Super Bowl party. Um, uh, the um, and actually, I, I like the whole like the scene is actually pretty good. You know, it, it, he's at the, he's hosting a party for a bunch of his friends. And uh, and I guess he had surgery the next day, so he washes dishes to um, uh, to get uh, make himself feel better. And he dropped his class ring, and of course you can't lose that because where's the proof that he went to Harvard besides his degree and his fucking tattoo on his shoulder blade? The um, uh, so he tries to reach down into the um, into the actual garbage disposal to get his ring. The power is out, and one of his dumbass friends was clicking switches. Yep. And when the power eventually... Unknowingly flipping on the garbage disposal, Correct. but because the power is out, it doesn't turn on. Correct. And then, uh, you know, and then unfortunately, you know, when the power goes on, the garbage disposal does go on, and then tears his hand to fucking shreds. 
Um, There's uh, one thing I want to point out about that scene. That house looks like the house used in every goddamn Super Bowl commercial. I know, right? I, I was looking at that. I'm like, did they just re- were they shooting a Super Bowl commercial and just in the background it's just like, yo, John, get over here. We're, we're filming this now. And ironically enough, John Stamos is the only person that looks out of place in that scenario. The um, but anyway, um, so and then also, so Taylor Lautner has his own little, uh, you know, uh, packadiddle, um, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> idio, um, you know, um, I think that's how you said that word. Um, <laughs> the uh, Brandon has a very confused face and slightly disgusted as well. Uh, so uh, either way, he said peckadiddle. So, uh, so Taylor uh, Taylor Lautner um, was at a frat party. Um, you find out a little bit later, and he uh, got get super super wasted. And his buddies told him to not um, uh, not land it, uh, fall asleep on his back because he could throw up and then choke on his vomit in his sleep. It happens a lot, unfortunately. Um, and he went and did that anyway, and then woke up, and then he figured out that he's dead. I guess um, uh, the uh, um, which you know which is weird. The uh, he thinks he's dead. Um, his temperature is at like sixty one degrees. It's no, like sixty two or sixty three, yeah. as opposed to a healthy ninety eight point six. Correct. Or you know, like um, dogs don't bark at him. You know, like I was almost half expecting him. To make that Simpsons joke um, when Bart sells his soul to yeah. the devil, and the uh, the motion sensors don't capture him when he when he walks through. Um, I was like, that would have been great. Yeah, usually it's my job to do the Simpsons references, but let's move on. Fair enough. The um, uh, but yeah, it, it's um, so they they come in. Um, the uh, I think Dean Munch realizes that she needs some help. Um, do that. So it turns out that Zayday. Uh, from season one, of course, is trained to be a medical student. Yep. Uh, so she, she's going through med, she's through med school, mm-hmm. and Jamie Lee Curtis offers to pay her way through if she works for her. Fair enough. And then, and and, and then, of course, um, Zayde, uh, being the intrepid spirit of feminism, um, says we need more women out here. And and D Munch is like, you're exactly right. And of course, she invites the worst. The worst possible females that you can have in that kind of setting. Um, the Chanel's, Chanel number one, Chanel number three, and number five, um, uh, all come to work as medical students, even though they've never done anything medical oriented whatsoever. So, um, and then it turns out that they um, uh, well, they had their own jobs before that. So it's their backstory before the season starts is, of course, they went to the insane asylum at the end of season one, um, but they were released because um, Denise Hemphill gets a kind of confession out of Hester that uh, she was the real murderer of season one. And, and, and Hester doesn't know what, what double, double jeopardy, jeopardy is. is. <laughs> it, was, it was double jeopardy. It's like, not for you. You were never tried. But it was double jeopardy for somebody. I was like, that's not how fucking double jeopardy works. It really isn't. The um, uh, uh, I mean, and you would know among all of us exactly yeah. what the fuck double jeopardy is. The um, uh, and and of course, um, and then also like Brandon was saying, Denise Hemfield did come back, yep. and which is super awesome because she's one of my favorite characters. Yeah, she's an amazing character. Oh man, um, but yeah, so uh, Chanel number five, she gets a job as so yeah, the Chanels they're out of work families have disowned them and everything they have no money so they all get jobs and live in this sort of crappy house Chanel number five works as a receptionist at a dentist office and is very overworked or just can't handle the workload of answering phones uh chanel number three uh becomes 
a janitor at a sperm clinic. <laughs> and she is very excited about it. And then Chanel herself uh, becomes a, what do you call it, a phlebotomist? Yeah, phlebotomist. Yep. And she discovers she really likes blood. The uh, look once you go blood, you never go back. The and Zach immediately uh, fell in love with her in that moment, but only in that moment because she's awful. <laughs> she's absolutely terrible. But um, look, I, when the blood's flowing, that's all that matters. All right. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the and once again, we've made Brandon question his life choices. <laughs> It's always a good podcast when Brandon has to question his life choices. Indeed, it is. The, uh, so anyway, um, so they all get a job at the hospital. The um, uh, and their uh, their first patient is um, is really 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 interesting. Um, they um, she is has that the Wolfman's disease, um, where you have hair literally all over your body. Yep. Uh, and Played by Cecily Strong of Saturday Night Live fame. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, that's, that's cool. It has been such a long time since I've won Saturday. One watched Saturday Night Live. The uh, I don't know. You can win it, but okay. Uh, you can if you try, Mark. You just need to try. <laughs> I don't want to. The uh, anyway. So um, uh, so they they go ahead and try to um, you know counsel her and and try to get more things. And then we get introduced to um, another interesting character who is the motivational person. For the hospital, um, the candy striper. Uh, I, 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 yeah, is that is that is that the position or the person's name? His name starts with a D. Yeah, what was his name? The um, uh, the guy who does uh, all of the motivation. Are we, are we talking about the same person? The the one who uh, goes around with the, the, cart. Big, guy with the, the cart guy with the big candy, the big, super happy, go so lucky. Chamberlain. 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 That's thank a, you. Thank wow, you. why the fuck so, did I think so it started cha- with a D? So so Chamberlain is the uh, yeah, the is, candy striper. Okay, is that what is that what it's called? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. That Seriously? Yeah. Oh. I didn't know that was a thing. Well, I sure. thought it was just an actual like a made up fucking no thing. Okay. The um, uh, I, I okay, so we were talking about the same person. Yes. You guys just don't know terminology. I do not or um, history. The, what uh, are words or anything? The uh, keep going. <laughs> well, this thanks. is amusing to me. Thanks, Dick. The uh, anyway, so um, so they go ahead and they and they um, uh, through investigation they figure out a cure for her, which is great. Um, and then we get introduced to our um, uh, killer. Um, of it, which is a the green meanie, the green meanie, who is wearing the same costume that Jerry O'Connell was wearing at the beginning of the show. Yep. Um, the and then the, and the um, Chanel number five um, uh, puts her in a locked tub so they can soak together, and then Chanel number five also locks herself in the same fucking tub. Um, and then the green meanie chops the one lady's heads off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then thus we kick off um, uh, a barrage of killing of almost all the patients that come through there yep that's an understatement so so as the season goes on as mark said it's for the first roughly half of the season um give or take it's pretty much they get a incurable disease they cure it but then the green meanie kills their patient and and they're trying to keep it under wraps by throwing all the bodies in the swamp um, which that's really interesting. Okay, so that's another good point about this. So Zach and I were having a discussion um, the other day when we were recapping this, and we were talking about, and then you kind of joined in a little bit after the fact, which was what is the difference between the first half of this uh, this season, and the second half, and I think that's a huge thing is that the 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 formula changed up a little bit, 
in uh, in that regard. Of it's not so much the formula, but the style and the so, rinse, wash, and repeat of killing the pa- uh, killing the patients. Um, so it's it, it I really would draw the line at so in episode two, Chad Radwell comes back. He proposes. He has a rivalry with John Stamos that <laughs> ends with Chad proposing to Chanel, but unfortunately, Chad gets murdered yeah and that um, that also changed and then chad's entrance re-entrance into the show was interesting um yep, he dressed there's up a with, very great shower scene with him and john stamos well, i was gonna get to that in a second um uh, but it, the, he dresses up as the red devil and scares the shit out of chanel again yep um I, the uh, which is which is pretty great actually he comes there to uh to give um to pass over his friend who's apparently screams at everything. That's yep. the reason why he was there in the first yeah, he place. He had some sort of French disease that essentially the slightest or just any sort of sound would make you just like any jump kind, on your any skin. Any kind of, even the slightest stimulation. Stimulation, yeah. there you go. Um, but yeah, so after Chad dies, so it's like there's before Chad's death and after Chad's death. Yeah, And okay, it's like before Chad is killed off, the second season is pretty much in line with the tone of the first season where it's, it's ridiculous, but it's still in a realm of plausibility. It still takes place in somewhat of the real world. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the second half of the season, it just full out embraces the wackiness of the situation. Um, Like they bring on a whole bunch of new Chanel's, and, it, and that really just shows how much of in their own world these characters really are. Well, you know, the funny thing is, you know, and I was talking about Zach about this, but I'll bring it up now. Uh, you know, I actually think that, that they got them being even more in the pocket of, you know, of their own zaniness um, actually made into and crafted into a better story. Like, I think I was more invested in the story once the second half after Chad got axed like it felt a lot more like the quality of the story of the first one there was the the mystery became interesting at yep. that point i don't and that was it and i think that's what the the big line between, for me between the first half of it and the second half of it is 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 like you know, i became more invested in the story once chad came around um you know once chad died um the um i think i became more invested in what was going on story-wise and I think that there was a little bit too much, like my one criticism of, of the season two was it was you, I think they were leaning a little too hard into um, into just the characterizations and the characters, you know, and and their own little things more than the actual story. And yeah, they did get way fucking zanier and way more out there and way more in their world. But the funny thing is, once they turn in on themselves and they got more in the pocket, I became more interested. Yeah. Um, I, I got more involved in the mystery of what was going on. And I think that zaniness is also what saves it from feeling like just a repeat of True. season one, but in a hospital. True. Yeah. So I did, I, I'm not going to not fucking talk about what goes on between between chad and fucking john stamos the um uh, i think i think that is the most comedic homoerotic shit i've ever seen since probably the uh, volleyball scene in top gun the um so chad um really the it's pretty it's pretty Zach, just a, leave him alone i uh, but, the, um I, okay so um uh, and, and zach and i for some reason find it fucking hilarious um uh, the so chad Sneaks in to the employee shower, uh, the employee shower where John Stamos is in, and starts showering. And John Stamos is like, "What the fuck, man? This is an employee." He's like, "I'm 
Like, what are you doing in here? He's like, showering. And then he begins to have a conversation about how he's going to win over Chanel. And he goes inside of John Stamos' private shower. What makes it funny is they're continuously opening and closing the shower. Oh my god, that's fucking hilarious. So, okay. They're, they're having this really hardcore back and forth conversation about Chanel and how manly they are and everything <laughs> like that. But again, as they're doing this, you have Chad just bouncing from shower to shower. Yeah. Like he goes to the well, left shower first, literally, then he goes to the right shower, and then he's also opening, closing the yeah, curtain. Yes, literally before and after each point they make, one of them is either opening or closing a shower curtain. So you continuously <laughs> yeah. hear that sound. No matter how we describe it, <laughs> There's nothing like actually witnessing it. it, for it well, we let's just say it two grown men end up in a shower together and it is fucking hilarious. <laughs> in between our own laughter, we just couldn't fucking believe how they're even, it was even possible for them to film this because it, it must have took 20, 30 takes to get through it because there's no way that these actors didn't have to didn't waste 10 takes just laughing yeah. um, and bursting into laughter just dealing with that. that so, or the crew. They, or, oh my God, or the crew just to fucking die. Like, because I well, know... Film I, crews are humorless, well, so... Well, it depends. Uh, uh, I was going to say, yeah, that depends. It, it very much depends. I mean, um, uh, but... Especially the, if you have the cast in the background, you know they're fucking giggling like a bunch of schoolgirls. So I know that I know that, that John Stamos would definitely keep to the text for the most part, but the, the guy who plays Chad, I know, would probably rattle off all kinds of shit, all kinds of zingers, and and stuff that even like the crew weren't even expecting. Like the yeah. script he's following the script, and Chad goes off on some other fucking wind, wind, and then they literally end the scene like really close, and he's like, "I think our winners." Just Is there a Blu-ray of, of these uh, seasons? Uh, stand by. There has yeah. to be bloopers on, say, on there. If the, yeah. I would love to see a commentary of this because I'd love to know what happened behind the scenes on that section. The um, uh, I, I imagine it has to be like the funniest, like just part of shooting that show. Dude, just some of the fucking outlandish shit that 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 Chad's <laughs> the the um, uh, you know, is like there's yeah. a DVD of season one. What about uh, season two? There is a DVD of season one. No, that sucks. God damn it! The um, uh, just just fucking Chad, just like every second, he's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, it's 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 pretty interestingly homoerotic for us to be sitting in here talking about Chanel's box right now. <laughs> like Jesus Christ! There, there was one point where John Stamos was just like, I don't think I could get any more homosexual or something. <laughs> it's, it's just like no shit. The um, uh, <laughs> he's like, I don't think that's possible. He's like, and he's like, he's like. He's like, I think our wieners just touched. <laughs> and this happens twice. This literally happens. Chad literally grabs his hand and pulls him in up close, gives him that stare of intensity. And I think our wieners just touched. Just <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Dude, and there's one, like, like I think there's a couple episodes later where fucking um, uh, John Stable's in there showering again. And he walks out and fucking Chad's just sitting there with a, a, a fucking manila folder. Just airing out his, his box. <laughs> Aaron on his junk. He's, was like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, eh, just airing out my junk. Gotta keep it fresh for uh, for Chanel. The um, and, oh, yeah, so that was the excuse of the reason why he was in there in the first place. He's like, yeah, I like to shower like three times a day. You never know when spontaneous sex is gonna happen. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Chad. The um, uh, Chad is still an amazing character. And you know what? And And they use Chad the perfect amount of time. They, yeah. they don't overdo the Chad meter 
Like it's 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 great. Yeah, he really has his two episodes. Dies in the second one. Then you have a couple flashbacks with him. Yeah, then them um, talking. To yeah, him. particularly with like De- his and Denise's role play sessions. Which, oh my! They, they did uh, Brokeback oh Mountain and American Beauty. <laughs> well, they did one more as well. They did a total of three. I just can't remember for the life of me what the third one was. Yeah, I can't remember what the third one was either. Either oh. way. Him and Denise Headfield's like back and forth, like the few times it happened, like at the end of season one, it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. So, so later on, I like how at the wedding, um, John Stamos is of course like mad at that Chad got Chanel, but Denise is mad that Chanel got Chad. <laughs> it, oh my god, everyone is fucking everyone on this show. Um, uh, the uh, just like a real hospital show, pretty much. Um, I, and that's kind of the point. So I know Zach. Did you seriously just get that? Well, here's the thing: I don't watch hospital shows, but you should know the stereotype. I I've never seen a hospital show. The uh, he's he's completely inept to understand that. He's not a big television person either. So he's sheltered. Let's move on. Yeah, fair enough. You know, I know that you said you, you had a funny story though about Jamie Lee Curtis um, with how she was able to. Not yeah, so laugh. I don't I don't know if this was for the second season or both seasons or just the first season. But I did read that she would have a thumbtack in like the palm of her hand and push it into her palm to keep herself from laughing during takes. Oh my god, this is there was so much funny shit that happened uh, that happens in this That's show. It's a smart move, though. The uh, uh, I'm no, it's a hundred percent, yeah, totally smart. So um, I, so yeah, and then yeah, they get the, Denise Hemsfield. Hemsfield does come back. Uh, when the murders start to happen again. So you had a couple... Uh, so as it, the plot progresses, um, several of the patients get uh, get killed. I think the, the next one they have was a um, was a completely um, pimpled up guy or, mm-hmm. or warded up guy. And Chanel number five takes a liking to him. Um, and they sort of become a couple, but he gets axed. <laughs> or lasered. Oh, oh yeah, lasered. I was going to la- say, yeah, he the, got lasered in half, essentially. The um, uh, which I uh, which I found the funny thing is the thing I caught this next time was he's actually um, uh, he's from the cast of Arrow. Uh, he played um, uh, um, the uh, um, the Arrow's sister's boyfriend on the show. He had a pretty main part on it, and it's funny that like they showed the picture of, of him without the the warts, and you know, and, he, and he's obviously he's a very attractive guy. And um and and I found it hilarious. I was like, wait a minute, that's actually him under all that makeup, which I found really really funny. The yeah. um, uh, it was, it's fun to to see people from different. I don't know. I watch a lot of TV, so it's fun to see people from different shows. The um so uh so the plot progresses, and then and then the uh, the cool part of it is, and and the one part I forgot of the plot of them. It's 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 all exposition for sure, but um uh, but the part I forgot about in the first half of the season was them. All going back to um, going to go visit that nurse that was yeah. actually there that night. The only surviving um, member is uh, is a short little Asian um, nurse um, that uh, it started a new, I guess, lotion empire. Yeah. Well, what was was so the beginning of the show. The backstory takes place on Halloween 1985, but then a year later, Halloween 1986, there's a huge mass killing at the hospital. Everybody dies except for this one nurse. And so the hospital basically pays him $5 million in hush money, which he turns into a whole moisturizer empire. Which we turn out, it turns out that he's actually just taking another moisturizer from... And repackaging <laughs> and it. And repackaging it, which is great. 
The um, because uh, you could do that. The uh, I I mean yeah probably the um, why haven't we done that? I don't know. The uh, so they figure out that everybody died. Um, and they then obviously they completely covered it up. Um, and then uh, Dean Munch did know about it. I guess she just let it yep. go for whatever and reason. And the uh, nurse kind of has a feeling of who did it because um, there was because he mentions that the head nurse was nervous about it being Halloween and a year before some guy died that they just let die and of course he had a pregnant wife as well mm-hmm. and then they figure out uh, that the killer in present day is most likely their child which would make them around 30 years old at mm-hmm. that point okay Fair enough. Um, and then I know that in the one uh, one character I forgot to mention because you were talking about head nurses, um, Kirstie Alley oh, uh, yes. plays the head nurse who's addicted to Vicodin, I'm assuming, um, uh, some kind of pain pain medication. And she really has it out for the Chanel's. And for the first few episodes, you don't know why. Spoiler until alert. They, until she finally goes into her backstory, and it turns out that her sister was the... Um, Maid. The maid from season one who got her face burned off in the fry oil. Yeah. And so then, she's seeking revenge on the Chanel's. Revenge? Which, I mean, which makes perfect sense. Yeah. So, and then um, uh, you also find out uh, why um, there's something more important to the, to the plot as well. Uh, she also finds out um, Dean Munch's secret. Um, Dean Munch is dying and she doesn't know quite why. They've, they find out like she may have this one disease from eating, you know, cannibal, you know, being a cannibalist um, called Kuru. Yep. Um, and you know, there's no cure for it. She's slowly dying, so they're trying to find a cure. And that's the reason why she actually ended up getting the hospital. Which, spoiler alert, it actually turns out that she's not Kuru. She's just dehydrated because she all she drinks is fucking whiskey, scotch, scotch, scotch including brushing her teeth with scotch, which is fucking disgusting. That's hilarious. The um, uh, you want to know what is disgusting? Brushing right. your fucking teeth with mayonnaise, you goddamn monster. He is literally never gonna let that go. Just never. So, just Usually, it's my job to bring up the Simpsons references. The um, uh, you're really you're losing out, brother. <laughs> you're two for over right now, champ. The um, uh, that is it must be a slow day for you, sir. The um, uh, so, uh, so then they they go ahead and and move along. The uh, I think um, Zade and Chamberlain start to investigate yep. and start to get more into like the backstory, and then kind of develop a little bit of a relationship. Which I mean, which does lead, and I actually really like Chamberlain um, as a character. There's actually there's several characters that I really like in this. Like, Chamberlain is like one of the few characters in the show who's just like actually a very good person. Yeah, yeah. If when, not like, the no, only one. Yeah, like he has no bad side to him. I would say the closest second is Zayday. Yeah. And even and she's actually pretty close. Like she's actually a really good person too. I think Zayday is, yeah. is is normal. She has her ups and her downs. Like he's like the exact opposite of the Chanel. He is like the happy go lucky good guy, nice all around, just like you need more of him in the world. Yeah, you really do. And less of the Chanel's. And they, unfortunately, he gets killed as well. He does. And then which really sucks. Which did Zayday ever get any actual closure on that? No, 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 okay. no, no. Yeah, the, uh, well, we'll get into that yeah. later. The uh, there, I mean, there's a couple of things that were not were not really hammered out or ever explained later on. You know, which is I mean, I'm not going to nitpick on that. Um, the so they they go through the the progression, of the story more of the more that um, they had more of an interesting patience. They had the one guy with all the warts, they had one lady who couldn't stop orgasming. 
um, who gets by killed. Terry. Um, who's which is awesome. The um, uh, it's always really nice to see her. The um, and she gets killed in broad fucking daylight. Um, they literally um, the killer throws a sickle at her. Um, and chops her head off. Right, throws of- it from across the hall sideways and decapitates her. Dude, it's like. Some- do you understand the force you would need to throw that thing it's to cool. do that? It was. It was like wanted level. Like, after that, uh, they decide they need to bring in Hester, who's kind of the Hannibal Lecter of the series now. And then they do a whole parody of Hannibal Lecter, uh, which is hilarious. The um and you need to be you need to be a fan of of it to understand some of the references. Yeah. But, but if you do, they're fucking great. The um uh, the the whole thing with the um uh, um uh, the the frosting being thrown at uh, Chanel and then Chanel number three uh, runs out and tries to eat it, which is fucking great. The um you were the one who caught that eat that just flew right over my fucking head. Oh man, I try not to think about it. The uh well you know it's one of those things. Um uh, and then. Uh, Hester, who's completely insane. Um, and beautiful. And, and I know you got the hot... I mean, she is pretty hot, so there is that to be said. Um, uh, the, uh, but I, crazy hot? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't want any part of the, that, that kind of... The crazy hot scale is, is way off of fucking balance on that one, bro. You know what? Worth it. The, uh, <laughs> it's way the fuck off. Anyway, so um, Hester claims that she knows exactly who the killer is, but um, the, she's like, I want to get out, and I also want the... These discontinued um, beauty products that, that, that is, like these been discontinued for like ten years. There's no way can we can find it. Um, and then, uh, and then of course, uh, after the second visit, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, did you find out if that movie came out in that same year? Yeah. It was, so her demand. So Hester's demands were a transfer to the hospital and a room with a view because she just kept in this prison cell, just stone walls on all four sides. Well, three sides, the window is the fourth wall. Yeah. And Jane Lee Curtis is just like, we're never going to transfer you to the hospital, but here you are, a room with a view, and she actually got a VHS copy of the movie called A Room with a View. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, and I'm like, oh, that's funny. The, uh, I left. But uh, so, again, though, the, the killings uh, continue. Several other people get offed. So they eventually have to figure out that um, they have to like, all right, Hester, you can come out. Um, and then uh, Denise Henfield, I guess, gets permission from the FBI to release her, which I find hilarious. The um, I find it hilarious that she's an FBI agent, first of all. But um, so they end up um, uh, releasing her. Um, and then um, the Chanel's get into several antics, and then Hester very comfortably comes back into the, her fold of becoming one of the Chanel's again. Yep. So, and she starts getting involved more and more in their lives. So, and then uh, the and, and the season kind of goes on from there. Yeah. Um, it really and, and it does. I mean, they did jam quite a bit in because yeah. it is only ten episodes, and so. there are actually three killers. In this season, Correct. and they actually reveal well, technically four, and uh, um, ten, actually technically five. There's technically five different uh, killers spanning over several different decades. Yeah, but I'm talking about for the main mystery. Yeah, the main mysteries that there are in fact three, and they actually reveal two of them pretty early on, and they reveal the third. Like you head into the finale actually knowing who all the killers are, which I, I liked that they had that they made that choice of. Um, 
having the story go beyond just the but, mystery. But, but they did, but they did, did do that in season one, though. Like, yeah. where, they, where they did, you didn't know who... They revealed, they revealed some of them throughout the season, but they kept that final one for the finale, whereas the finale cool. of this season... You did you know. know who all of them are going Okay, in. yeah, sure. Fair enough. The, um, uh, and then uh, it does turn out that, spoiler alert, I know i got to say it again, but it turns out that it's uh, Kirstie Alley's character... Um, uh, and then it's also Taylor Lautner's character. Which Taylor Lautner was the baby from 1985. Correct. Uh, and then it's also um, uh, the... Wes, uh, Grace's dad from Grace's season one. Grace's dad, yep. Um, because his daughter went crazy after the whole ordeal from season one. So he wanted revenge on the Chanel's. I would say that's probably the only thing that I... Well, eh, not the only thing, but that's one of the big things I didn't like about the season is we didn't see her at all. Like, I would have liked to have had like something done with her character, not just like... I'm back, and this is what happened. And I, and actually, I think that um, uh, I have the same critique, but I have it uh, for a different reason. I think that season one, I was way more. Don't get me wrong; I was invested in the story, but I was way more invested in the story um, than the first season, just because Grace was an emotional center for the whole for the whole season. Like she was a normal person thrusted into this crazy world of the Chanel's. And the Dickie Dollar Scholars and, like, all these fucking insane people, you know. And she was the emotional center of the entire show. And, you know, when you remove that, uh, you know, that kind of centered person, you know, it was left up to the responsibility of Zayday, who is who really isn't a main, you know, she was never established as a main character. So it's really hard to try to push her into that role. And your emotional center is gone. So, you know, it just going to, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love the season, um, but that's what, the reason why I didn't love it as much as season one is because there wasn't really an emotional center there, um, you know, somebody for me to lean on. So you need, you need a normal, like, I don't, like, um, you know, Chamberlain's like the only one I actually relate to, yeah. you know. I wonder if the actresses didn't want to come back or if she had a scheduling conflict. Maybe, I don't because know it what is, it was. Because she was clearly the main character of season one, so it is a little weird to basically get rid of your main character for season two so i i am wondering if it was a scheduling conflict or she just didn't want to come back or if there's or if it was always a legitimate story choice not to include her in season honestly two. i would have loved to have seen her come back and actually be a killer i mean and i and actually if if and we'll get to my, my maybe little, that's what they were saving for, for season, season three. three that's what i thought was in the back yeah. backseat of that car and that would be the only person who would make sense that's the only person i could think of so because yeah, they did say she was in the asylum now yes. so yeah. it's maybe that was their plan to bring her back for season three i mean which makes me even more mad that we don't have a season three yeah and, and i think you know but we have 20 american horror story seasons the uh 25 <laughs> So and I think that's that's a fault that that a lot of shows go into is that they they give more of the story responsibility to side characters that steal the show and all the scenes that they're in and I think that's the the other big difference between what happens with with the uh with season um the first half of season 2 versus the second half of season 2 I yeah, because the first half they did try to make it... About the Chanel's. Yeah, like, but then the second half, they fully embraced that this this world belongs to the side characters now. Yeah, yeah. correct. I mean, I think I think they, they tried to make the Chanel's main characters, and they tried to push this thing, and I'm like, you, you, we don't care about them. They're awful people. Like, where they find them entertaining, yeah. for sure, but, but when you're coming off, like... 
Okay, so if it was... They're not three-dimensional characters. Correct. And also, too, if it was that way from the start, then yeah, I would have been bought in. The same way that, like, that all, Always Sunny in Philadelphia or Seinfeld is like that. Yeah. Like, those main characters were always terrible. Like, and you, and you followed them through the journey. But the Chanel's were always a, always a secondary character, and you had Grace being the main person, and I think her presence was lifted. And the problem is they... They never handed over those reins to Zayday, and I think Zayday would have been fine to... Yeah, they kind of played with that a little bit, but they, they never fully committed to it. Correct. Yeah, so here's the thing with Zayday. After the first char- uh, the first killer is essentially um, you know, revealed, it's... What's his name? Uh, dude from Twilight? Uh, Taylor Lautner. Taylor Lautner's yeah. character. Yeah, Dr. Taylor's Lo- Taylor Lautner is revealed... Or Chamberlain? No. No. Chamberlain is the yeah, candy yeah, yeah, guy. It was, it was Cass... Or Cassidy. Yeah, Cassidy. Cassidy. Yeah. Or yeah. Cassidy. Either way. Taylor Lautner. That, that's what matters. Uh, yeah. Twilight uh, Wolf Boy um, is revealed to be the first killer. Um, the baby who was, um, you know, born that day from the mother of the child and the thing and the thing. And uh, yeah, after that, Zayday figures out, you know, mother, I'm going to go investigate, stir up a whole bunch of shit. And she gets captured. Yeah. Halfway through the season. And they science the lambs her again. Yeah. Again. And only this time she's there for literally the rest of the season and doesn't appear till the very end. Yeah. You know, you know, some funny though. I, I here's, and I just thought of something else too that's important that I think is a good split between why I think I like this the second half more than I like the first half. Even though I love parts of the first half, I think that an emotional center was created um, for it. It wasn't as strong as the first season, but when the the doctor and um, uh, and Chanel number three started five. Uh, five is that five? Yeah. The um, uh, is it five or three? Well, well which one are you? They started, which doctor? The, uh, the um, uh, she started um, started dating Taylor Lautner's character. Three. That's three. Yeah. Oh, uh, was it three? It was three. Oh, should I? Have um, bangers? that's uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter. Um, uh, that uh, that starts dating. That became more of the emotional center, and and I think that's where it, it, the story became more interesting for me, and it became more about like what the fuck's gonna happen. Who you know is is Taylor Lautner actually going to kill her at the end when this is all over? Or you know, uh, you know, I think there was more of that, and I think that's the reason why I got more invested in the story because there was something with an emotional center, and also too, I think Zayday and Chamberlain's relationship getting more and developed yeah. were, 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 was getting more serious. And really, think, the three yeah. main relationships all kind of filled their own different. Uh, goals for the season you had the emotional the weirdly emotional aspect of chanel number three and taylor lautner yeah uh you had the humor of chanel and john stamos and then also john stamos with with dean munch yep that whole love triangle but i I really liked just the age i was gonna say i don't know if that's a love triangle because you like you Lust have, triangle. There you go. No, 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 no. You got Dean Munch. Yes. You got John Stamos. Yes. You got Chanel. You yes. got Chad. You yes. have other people. And then you have Wes. And then you have Wes, Wes. who comes into the mix. The um, uh, So oh, it's it's an octagon wait, or some shit. Wait. Chanel. John Stamos. He's literally Dean doing, Munch. doing, doing, trying to come up with a geographical. <laughs> sh- Dean Munch. <laughs> Wes. Denise. Am I missing anybody? No, that's it. That's a hell of a of an octagon. Octagon is eight sides. So it's a so it's a love. Uh, it, I don't know what the hell that is. The um, a parallelogram. Not a square. It's one more side. You know, above a square. Look, none of us passed math. Okay, the, clearly. I don't know what the fuck that is. Pentagon. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, oh the pentagon. It's a Look love. It's a love pentagon. The Jesus. The um, I'm uh, gonna write that down somewhere. Fuck it, we'll call it an orgy, dude. I did not want to skip though that you were saying though about the age gap because that fucking yeah. scene was 
hilarious. Where you know where John Stamos so comes home and, and it's all the fifties well, well, shit. Well, yeah. Because what it was was um John Stamos was definitely starting to feel the age gap between him and Chanel. And so she decided to try to let him know that she is committed to the relationship, that she was planning a whole like dinner in his honor, uh devo- and it themed after all the stuff from his childhood. And no, it wasn't the fifties, it was the forties. Oh yeah. I don't know why we keep saying the fucking fifties. Like literally like they, they were all dressed up as like the Andrew sisters and then they were playing, you and know. And then you like, had Chanel number five dressed up as um a forties housewife. No, no, it was um Oh um Rosie the Animal Crackers no, in the Soup. No 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 Rosie the Riveter. Um she was dressed up as Rosie the no, Riveter. No, it was um It's Rosie the Riveter. No, no, that was Chanel number three. I'm talking about Chanel number five. Yeah. The tap tans the tap dancing girl. Oh, um, uh, Shirley Temple. Shirley Temple. Shirley Temple. That was Shirley Temple. What, what the fuck was the animal crackers in the soup? Who, who, God damn it! Oh, Shirley Temple. <laughs> that was hilarious. And then we learned something about Shirley Temple, where it's like at the end of the scene, Chanel number five just shouts, "When I grow up, I'm gonna work for Congress." And, and then we're, we're we like, all looked at each other. Shirley Temple like, really did. Then, did she do that? And then, oh, Bra- shit, and then she did. Brandon was fact checking, and like literally, he like paused it, and he's like, "Yep." Yeah, that did happen. She was an ambassador for like a bunch of different yeah. areas. I'm like, holy shit. Hey, good for her. That's fantastic. The, um, um, talking about having an, a, a separate yeah. look. So how yeah, that, that came about though Because he is... was just like, how old do you think I am? For me to be in the greatest generation, I would be like 80. And she was just like, in all honesty, I really don't know how it's old you really are. It's really hard to tell. No, 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 no. You want to know how she got there? Because she heard him talking about MASH. Right. Which isn't is, even the right war! Oh, it's yeah. the Korean War! <laughs> <laughs> you know, it blows my mind. She knows all these great movie references and even some minor historical ones. How do you fuck that up so bad? Yeah, I love it, too. She's, you know, like the, it's like the greatest TV show. It's like the greatest TV show ever is Boy Meets World. He's <laughs> like, really? <laughs> the um uh, the um it's probably although I do have to say though it's probably the nicest thing Chanel's ever done though um I will, yeah. I will that's actually a good point it was it was actually really like it was totally mishapped but it was a completely nice gesture and actually I the I want to kind of add on what you're saying but you're already kind of getting there that's that really that's the distinction the show remembered what's how it, that. You need to have a certain element within the show for it to work. And that is an emotional gravitas. You need to have centered. And in this case, is, you know, you had in the, in the first season, you had Grace, who was the entire emotional uh, gravitas. And in this case, it actually split up into three different emotional gravitas. It was, um, it was what was going on with um, uh, Chanel number three and Taylor Lautner, uh, Zayde and Chamberlain, and then also, you know, um, uh, uh, John Stamos' character yeah. and Chanel number five. So I think. That's where, and, I, and I'm saying this out loud because it's just now occurring to me. That's where, why I liked that was, and it was kind of weird because I, Zach and I were discussing this and we we're having a real hard time. And you would actually mention it, I'll mention it to us, and then we started talking, and we we're like, "There's something there. There's something. There's a reason why it was like something in the air of why we enjoyed, you know." The, the change, the drastic change between, yeah. between what was going on in the first half of the season and what was going on in the second half. Because it really season. does feel like an entirely different show. 
Yeah. The um and 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 I and I liked and both I liked both the shows. I just I just <clears throat> became way more invested when there was actual emotional gravitas. And I agree. And they weren't leaning into just you know how wacky the Chanel's are. And don't get me wrong, they're fucking wacky, and I enjoy watching them. But like you needed an actual emotional attachment to make it to make the thing fucking work. So which I really I, I appreciated. So. Um, I, you know, I, overall it was it was pretty good. Um, I I wish that the first half of the season was a little bit stronger. Um, but that yeah. was it. Um, I like to go into two of my favorite smaller moments of uh, the second half of the season. Okay. Um, these are like two moments that it's been a few years in between the first time I watched season two and the second time I watched it. But these are two moments that have just always cracked me up for some reason. They're small, but they're funny. Um, so towards the end of the season, Chamberlain gets the idea that the Green Meanies costume is a very specific type of fabric. So you can't, it's not just a costume you can just right. buy off the shelf. It's you would need it custom made. And so they start going to every fabric store and costume store in town, just asking the owners there, do you recognize this fabric? And then they finally find a guy who <laughs> has actually made three of the costumes and it's they they do a really good job. It felt like Zodiac that scene in Zodiac with the guy that voiced Roger Rabbit. I said that out loud. Yeah. The oh my the I'm like I'm like I'm like are they really re, you know re- reenacting Zodiac over here? Yeah. But he talks about the three times that he made the costume, and he mentions I remember the first time I made the co- I made this costume. They were all the same costume, just different sizes. The first time was in 1985. I remember because that was when I saw Karate Kid 2 and I got a handy in the theater. (laughs) The third time was only a few weeks ago. And I remember that because I went to Olive Garden that night and I got a handy under the tablecloth. And then the second time... I don't remember any handies with that. <laughs> there was no handies in that particular circumstance. Uh, that that moment was all right. The, uh, I, I think it was, it was as funny. funny as you guys think it was. But the, it was all right. I, 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 it amused me. Uh, the, that's uh, fair. It was his delivery that made it. Like it wasn't. It wasn't the actual dialogue. It was the, the actor's delivery. Yeah, the right, delivery that made it for me. Eh, he didn't do anything special, but you know. And then the other moment that I really like was. So this is actually the episode that Brooke Shields uh, guest starred Yes, in. I forgot. So um, explain a little bit about that episode. So Brooke Shields has one of those like Dr. Phil type shows. Her show is called Loving the D. <laughs> Zach and I both looked at each other and went, oh my God. <laughs> I, I would say I'm surprised, but I'm not. The, uh... Anyway... Um, so they're going, so she's going to break new ground on her show. John Stamos characters, she gets John Stamos character to do a, um, the first ever live surgery on TV and the Chanel's are going to help him. I just want to point out they're performing surgery on what is essentially Goro. Yep. Um, but anyway, uh, the only problem is the Chanel's aren't real no, medical no, it wasn't, students. wasn't that time, this time they're removing a tumor. The other time was in front of that uh, that guy who was doing the medical journal Oh, yeah, my mistake. Yeah, yeah, this but, was that was not, but that was another one of those patients. Who that, they're operating on really doesn't matter for what I'm getting at. Fair enough. So, yeah, the problem is they're not real medical students, so they need to pass their MCATs, which is a test that people study for for years, years. upon years. years. And so... Yeah, the surgery is happening the next day because the other doctor shows catch wind that this is happening. So they got to get theirs done first. 
So literally, they're taking the MCATs the night before the surgery. <laughs> and they all pass. Uh, they get like nine, like one of them gets like 90 something percent. The other gets another 90 something percent. And Chanel number five gets 97 percent. Like she was like three questions away or something from like a perfect score. Um, but it's revealed that Chanel and Chanel number three had earpieces <laughs> and John Stamos and Taylor Lautner were basically feeding them the answers during that whole eight hour test. But so it's revealed and Chanel number five had no idea that they were cheating. <laughs> so she actually got a near perfect score on her own and nobody cared. <laughs> and that was just bugging her beyond all reason. Oh my God. And Zach and I were screaming at the TV because you, it, you have no self-respect. That's why no one gives a shit because you're hanging out with awful human beings. I kept screaming. I'm like, Punch the bitch in the face! <laughs> They're like, ter- like awful. All of them are just so God. terrible. The um, oh, it was fucking. It is actually a funny episode because, and then um, it turns out that Brooke Shields gets accidentally poisoned. That was it was yep. supposed to be um, uh, one of the Chanel's uh, that uh, Kirstie Alley, um, I was believe, trying to poison, trying to poison, um, and then uh, and then Brooke Shields ends up killing, getting killed. So um, I, the um, Chanel ends up hosting the show, um, and that actually gets revealed later, uh, later on um, after they after the situation is over. That they ended up, um, uh, you know, she ends up getting her own show, um, uh, "Loving the Sea." Yep. Uh, <laughs> then we all made that 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 noise. A yep. So um, I didn't want to uh, finish up the plot because it actually it was pretty good. You know how it all wrapped up for the most part. So. Um, Wes comes back, um, the um, and then you, uh, I think earlier on in the show, um, Kirstie Alley figures out that um, Taylor Lautner is the Green Meanie, and she basically says, "I want to become the Green Meanie as well." And then it's hinted at that there's another Green Meanie um, uh, because she asked him a very specific question: "Hey, did you kill this person?" And he's like, "No, I didn't. I didn't kill that person." So, um, it, Taylor Lautner, it's revealed that yeah, he's the, the he's the baby that was born. His mother's basically been training him since birth uh, to become a killer. Um, if the hospital ever gets reopened, he you know has to go ahead and goes and kills everybody. Kirstie Alley becomes part of that uh, mean, uh, green meeting crew. And then you figure out later on that that uh, Wes, um, Grace's father, um, is also the green meeting. <laughs> they eventually have have a green, green meeting summit, summit moderated by, by Hester. Hester. <laughs> they all make arrangements on. On who's killed who, and they start tallying up points, and then they decide who's gonna kill who, and who has dibs and everything else, which is a really creative and fun fucking scene. Um, you also figure out too that the um, the mother, um, who's the wife of them, had her brother-in-law or brother mm-hmm. who was already a psychopath go and murder all. The yeah, people he back was in the one that killed everybody in '86. Yeah. So there technically were quite a few people that were that were the green meanie um, over the years. So, uh, so and then um, Taylor Lautner ends up uh, bringing uh, Herb over to the house. Um, uh, you know the mom doesn't accept uh, doesn't accept her, and you know and says, "Hey, she's got to get killed." So that's a kind of a cool conflict that Taylor Lautner has to deal with. But eventually, Zayde figures it out through investigation with Chamberlain that that hey, you know he is um, uh, you know. She's involved in this somehow, and then she ends up silence of the lambing her, um, and then she disappears for fucking three episodes, which is such a waste. Essentially, yeah, it's just like not even three. I think it was like four. 
Jesus, really? Like, oh it really feels like once, like, like once the second half of the show begins, it's just like bye, Zayday. If this went like, on, what? If this went on for multiple seasons, that would have to be a thing. It's gonna that would be a, a constant running joke that Zayday towards ends the, up in a well, ends up in a well somewhere or some deep hole somewhere. The um, I mean, at least in season one, it was like for like two episodes, and then she was back. It was as like, like an episode. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was and then she was fast. back as a character, and even then, she was and still it was like at the beginning of the season. Yeah. But even was while it? she was in that well, she was still, you know, she still had shit to do yeah. in said episode. So it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was. It was kind of a. It was kind of a weird, a weird choice on their part. So, um, so they all go through uh, through the cycles of being a killer, um, and then Chamberlain eventually confront. Uh, uh, actually, meets up with Wes, um, and, of, and of course, uh, you know, uh, Wes can um, ends up telling her, you know, him everything, you know, confessing essentially. And then, you know, he axes Chamberlain, which really sucked, because I really did like Chamberlain. Yeah. But, I mean, like, as soon as he was in there, I'm like, yeah, he's dead. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, it, 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 was, it sucked. It's, it's one of those things that, like, it's a negative byproduct of, of horror movies and horror shows. Eventually, sometimes you get characters that you really do like that end up dying. I know, but, I mean, I just wish it would have died in a cooler way. And that's, you know, the same thing with Chad. Like, every time Chad's on screen, it's amazing, but his death was so fucking boring that I was like, Really? Yeah. That's how he died? Yeah, that kind of does that's suck. That's fucking annoying. You know what, by the way, did we ever figure out who killed Chad? It yeah, was, uh, it was Wes. Wes. It was it Wes? Okay. Yeah, right. yeah they, they said it during the during summit the when they were summit. tallying up who already killed who. The, yep. um, uh, and then, um, oh yeah, and then I can't forget too that, um, uh, that one of the episodes, um, uh, the, uh, Denise Henfield ends up, um, uh, channeling Chad. And he comes back to talk to Chanel from yep. the from the grave, which is fucking great. Um, uh, the and Denise uh, also gets uh, knifed, yeah, at she, the Halloween party, so they have to cryogenically freeze her. And then she's gone for most of the show, uh, for most for most of the rest of the season as well, yeah, until the end of the season. They won't won't Disney her ass, um, uh, you know, until the last po- possible second. I liked yeah. the Halloween party, like that was maybe episode four of the season. Yeah, it was a fun one, and um, yeah, it was really fun. I liked some of the Halloween costumes and Chanel, uh, and Chanel Tur- uh, turning blue, turning blue. So she has to go to Smurfette. Um, my favorite costume was John Stamos, who's just covered in blood stains. And Denise asks him, what are you? I'm the script to Batman versus Superman. But you look like a bloody mess. Exactly. <laughs> and then you have Jamie Lee Curtis as Hamilton. And then the whole emergency of the night is, it, it was like a whole bunch of Hamiltons got poisoned. Yep. It, um, it turns out that they didn't get poisoned. They just, they just had ayahuasca, mm-hmm. um, uh, <laughs> which is hilarious. The, um, uh, and then um, they they go was ahead. it just me? It was quick, and I, I'm not exactly 100 sure. But did they have the actual yes. actor from yes. Hamilton? Yes, among they them? did. Yes, they did. They that is, and that was the guy. The um, uh, the, the yeah, that was the guy, which was pretty cool. It was cool to see him. The um, he was in, he's been in a few other things here and there. He was in an episode of How I Met Your Mother. Um, uh, like he's been around for a while. Yeah. Like you know he was around. I've still never seen Hamilton. Never have so. I. Um, I always remember one person. That I met a while back, she was bragging. Oh yes, I paid two thousand dollars for my Broadway tickets for Hamilton, and I was just like, "Yeah, you're stupid." Well, I paid ninety dollars to see Evil Dead the musical, and that one had a splatter zone at least. Does your musical have a splatter zone? Yeah, didn't think so. The uh, oh, and I and I can't. Um, I will we'll get to the you know the whole ending and how everything you know works out and finals out, but 
I cannot forget um, that when after Chad dies, he leaves all of his fucking money to uh, Dean Munch. To Dean Munch, because it turns out that. When he was about to marry Chanel, his entire family was flying over to stop, stop him. The oh my God. And the plane <laughs> crashes and kills them all. So all their fortune goes to Chad. But since Chad was dead, the fortune goes to whoever was in Chad's will. And that's what was never worked out. Um, that we never have an explanation of of why he had all of his money sent over to Dean Munch. That I don't. I don't think that ever. Maybe got she was the one he actually loved. Maybe. I mean, maybe so. The um, even though she, she clearly. You know, if said, we're going off of that logic, I feel like. He would go to Denise. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I would have thought. Then yeah. again, who who updates their will on a very consistent day-to-day basis? I feel like that's something he would do. Maybe. Yeah. I who who the hell knows. Dude, he proposed to Chanel with a legal binding document. Oh yeah, the proposal was uh no, he didn't even propose. He, he just asked her to read over the prenup or have a team of lawyers read <laughs> He's it. Like, over yeah, you're going to want to have hire a bunch hefty of lawyers. Document. <laughs> and then once you sign it, then I'll consider asking you to marry me. It's <laughs> just Chanel's like this is the happiest day of my life. The uh, like, no, you really should have a team of lawyers. Like this. <laughs> it was amazing. I love when she's when they're when they're channeling Chad and, he, and she's like, D- uh, you know, D- D- do you love Denise more more than me? Yeah, of course I do. <laughs> she's awesome. <laughs> the um, God, I fucking love Chad. He's amazing. The uh, so um, so yeah, that that whole hut, uh, subplot uh, comes out, and then um, and then also too, Hester is also trying to once again. Uh, get with somebody that Chanel's with. So she tries to hit on the doctor who she's convincing that he's actually a serial killer, which actually turns out to be something in the end. And she said, you know, uh, um, you should marry Dean Munch, who's already going to die, so that way when she does croak, uh, you get all of her money, and then we can sneak off to Blood Island uh, together. So they end up getting married, and then it turns, and then they, uh, of course, figure out that Dean Munch is actually not dying. Um, she's just dehydrated. Yeah. Which Channel kinda, number five is the one who figures it out. The uh, which is hilarious. There, there, there's something I want to point out about that marriage, though. Dean Munch has this strange obsession with Supreme Court, Court justice. justice. I don't know the name of the guy. The but it's like she really wanted him to be the guy that marries John Stamos and her. I don't know why. It's just and, but weird... if anybody remembers during season yeah. one when she's getting attacked by all the red devils or whatever, it was two red devils yeah. and then one who got a, a Supreme Court justice mask because <laughs> she's like Supreme Court go. justice, whatever your name is. It's like that is so out of left field. <laughs> what? What? It's rid- oh my god, it's so ridiculous. Another reason I'm pissed off for not getting a season three because now I'm looking forward to the Supreme Court justice joke. It is great. Yeah. It makes no sense, but I love it. And then, in D Munch probably would have ended up buying the network, um, and then that's how she oh, would have. That. And that's and that's how she would have got. Guess what, Chanel? I'm running your show now. Yeah, that would that would be terrible. The um uh, and and then you know have Zadion and um Chanel number five as you know experts, uh, doctor experts, which would be great. Yeah. God, that's just constantly gets ignored. Oh my god, that would be amazing. I would just love to see Chanel number five punch Chanel in the face. Oh my god, can that you imagine if she so finally fucking like just stands up to her? That would be so fucking fulfilling. Well, she was basically co-running the hospital at the very end of Zayday. I know, yeah. and, and season three would have been like the one time for her to finally tell her to go fuck herself. Like that would have been amazing. It would have been great. The um, uh, and and Chanel would have been like, "You finally passed the real test." Having some self-respect, 
you can have your real name back now. <laughs> that would make me happy. Oh, man. That yeah. she just goes, fuck you. I took it back years ago, bitch. It's they, like, damn. Uh, oh, that would have been awesome. Anyway, oh, things that we're never going to get. So, Sadly. Uh, so the um, uh, Taylor Watner and um, Kirstie Alley's character end up kind of teaming up together. They end up murdering Wes to kind of uh, place the blame on him that he is actually the only solo green meanie. And um, and then it all uh, I think it all goes down in the end. Um, Taylor Watner decides that hey I'm not gonna I'm not gonna kill her or anybody. I'm retired. Um, I'm done. The um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fucking kill anybody. So, but Kirstie Alley is like nope. I still want to murder everybody. So she essentially leads everybody down to the basement <clears throat> and then uh, locks them in a giant cage that Hester was in. Who had since escaped. She literally... Philip Chanel number three was like... Yeah, I saw her about two hours ago with a bunch of luggage. You know, hailing a cab. Mm-hmm. Like, yep, yeah, she's gone. The, um... Uh, so... They, um... Uh, they're en- they end up um, all getting locked in the cage. And while... Kirstie Alley is... Basically develops a fertilizer bomb. And then goes ahead and tries to detonate it. And then she, um, Denise Hetfield wakes up. Uh, and then she deactivates the bomb, and they all chase um, uh, Kirstie Alley outside uh, to uh, run after her. Uh, she throws a knife again with such, you know, uh, amazing accuracy. Yeah, like no wanted shit. wanted level of physics. You These motherfuckers the could, yeah, yeah. And they like it it's like movie. it's like that kind of shit. Like you, that, that kind of th- slow motion throw. Then Taylor Lautner uh, ends up eating it. The mom ends up getting killed. And then um, uh, uh, they're chasing Kirstie Alley through the swamp, and then Kirstie she Alley gets caught in the swamp. And, and, then, and, then, and then, like you know, you'll, you'll, like the quicksand, and everybody, uh, anybody, um, and then they all take a vote on on saving her versus uh, you know, um, let her nobody die. wants to. But then was it nobody? Was it Jamie Lee Curtis or Zayday? No, no, Jamie Lee, Lee Curtis, Curtis actually. Curtis. Zayday's just, just like, like oh, fuck that damn bitch. my conscience, and she tries to save her. It's like it's just. She's already too stuck into the swamp water. And yep, but like, she's gone. And they're just like, oh, we tried. And then she died. Uh, and then um, and then everybody kind yeah. of settles into their final. We have our epilogue. Uh, as we mentioned, Chanel gets uh, the Love in the D show, which is now Love in the C. Um, Chanel number three is her executive producer. Zayday and Chanel number five co-run the hospital after Jamie Lee Curtis sells it. John Stamos runs away with Hester to Blood Island, to and Blood then Island. basically be, it hunts humans for fun. Um, yep. So that wealthy. Um, I can't uh, meet a girl like that and run away to a place called Blood Island where I get to hunt humans. Because uh, that's not a thing. Um, and you're not, you don't know that. It's not a thing. You're not rich enough to know about those things. Anyway, the uh, and then uh, and then Dean Munch kind of becomes a, a sex therapist. Yep. Um, to help uh, old ladies orgasm, as Chanel <laughs> as Chanel likes to say. Uh, and then um, the show ends with Chanel number one getting inside her car and, and then the, getting scared by yet another red, red devil. devil. And then and it just ends, which yep. which fucking sucks. It sucks that that, that was the. The last one, because that would have been a hell of a thing to go into. While you were sort of going through the very end of the uh, climax of the season, I did look, I did a quick Google search, and apparently back in July of this year, um, this is from digitalspy.com. I'll just read you the article. But the headline is, American Horror Story Boss Teases Scream Queen's Revival. American Horror Story showrunner Ryan Murphy has teased he's working on a revival of the cancelled Fox series Scream Queens. 
the horror comedy series, which is fronted by Emma Roberts and has also featured stars such as Jamie Lee Curtis, Ariana Grande, Billy Lord, and Nick Jonas, was dropped by the network in 2017 after just two seasons. However, the show has since gained a huge cult following with fans calling for its revival. I'm glad my voice has been heard. Uh, well, it seems they'll be getting their wish as Murphy recently teased in an Instagram exchange that work is underway on a third season of the show. Nice. When one fan commented on one of his posts, Scream Queen Season 3, uh, Murphy replied, working on that. And so there's a picture of the exchange where there's somebody saying, renew Scream Queens. And then Ryan Murphy says, working on that. Uh, back in February, Murphy teased the idea of a third season after revealing he discussed the idea of stars Emma Roberts, Billy Lord, and Leah Michelle. So many people recently have been asking me about rebooting or continuing Scream Queens. R.I.P. Taken too soon, Ryan wrote on Instagram. Emma, Billy, Leah, and I have mused on it, but question, should it be a six-episode limited, a catch-up movie, who should I bring back? Would love your thoughts. So many questions. At the time, Fox claimed there were no plans to revive the show, but the network's CEO, Charlie Collier, insisted that we take Ryan Murphy seriously when he wants to build something. Unless Murphy is thinking of bringing the show to another network, it seems those plans may have changed. So hopefully we actually get some sort of closure on the series as a whole. Yeah. I would love, you know, get one more season and do it right, close and end it, you know, give it a proper ending. And then you can go back to doing American Horror Crap or whatever. I don't know. People yeah. like that show for some reason. <laughs> people like it. I don't know. The, um, yeah, I would definitely like... There's a lot of things I would like to see. I would I would love to see uh, Grace come back. Um, yeah. And, that, and I imagine that's exactly who the fuck was in that car. And and then I would love to see Chanel number 5 finally tell Chanel to fuck off. They um, finally get some self-respect and fucking tell her to fuck off. And then, um, uh, and then see where it goes from there. The, um, uh, yeah. the uh, maybe she'll remove. What, what her. I would like to see is because Chanel number five is doing so well at the end of season two. I'd love her to be just at the top of her game at season three, and then but Chanel, die. Just, but Chanel just slowly just breaks her back down. <laughs> the uh, yeah, that's most likely what will happen. The, um, uh, the I just uh, want to see this. I just want to see Chanel die violently. The uh, I think I think that would probably I don't know I think this is the kind of show where Chanel just will just always somehow Live, survive. Yes, somehow. Now put, let, let, let's get Shutter to run the show. Make it as violent as you possibly can, and yeah, just just have a good time. So that you would know? that would be interesting to have Shutter take it over. That would be very interesting. The um, Ryan Murphy would have to be at the home. No, I wouldn't trust anybody else with yeah. this fucking show. The um, that has to be that's his baby, and, and he should be the only one who's in charge of it. Um, uh, as far as I can say, I think. I think he's developed a great thing. I mean, you know, he already had me because of, you know, I love satire um, and parodies and things of that nature, and, and they did a damn good job with both of these seasons. Obviously, I like the first one a lot more than I like the second one, but that that really isn't that. It's like the difference between an A an, an A plus and an A minus. Like it's it's not much. I mean, it's like an A plus and an A. Okay, I mean, you know, the I mean, there really isn't that you know that much of a difference. They're both great, you know, great pieces of entertainment. The um, and then the only thing I forgot is that they eventually uh, they and I don't know if I forgot you mentioned it, um, but eventually the the patients that are kept on dying and everything else, they ended up converting them all to different Chanel's. 
like you know one of them like Chanel number sixteen and like yep. one of them say, <laughs> twenty or some shit. They all be uh, eventually become Chanels, which is hilarious. And they do get like one gay guy, um, and he ends up getting. Does he, he end up getting killed? killed off like right away? Yeah, yeah and he writes Chanel fan fiction, which oh, is weird. <laughs> Yeah, that's how they found him. She had, he ended up stalking her on uh, on Instagram, the uh, you know about fan fiction, which is hilarious. Would constantly send it to him and everything. Yeah, and it's I just like, like oh how God. the one like really tall Chanel that they get, she's talking to her mom on the phone. And he's like, "Yeah, I just came here as a patient, but then they hired me around the spot, and I'm also a Chanel." Yeah, I don't know what that meant either, but I think it just means you get to be a bitch all the time. <laughs> That's like the tagline of the show right there. The, um, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely, um, I, I think I want to do, uh, you know, we kind of talked about our funniest moments, but I kind of want to go around in case there's anything that you guys missed for like funniest moments. And then I also want to do uh, favorite kill um, as well. I think that's, I think that's a, good, a good one for this. So was there any funny moments, Brendan, that you forgot about? And I already touched on the ones that I wanted to make sure I touched. Are we talking about the season or the series as a whole? No, no, no. This is the this, this season. This is the season. Yeah, I touched on the two that I wanted to touch on. And then favorite kill, circle back to me on that one. Ah, fair enough. The, um, the one that I, that I forgot that was when Chanel number five is talking to the, uh, to the werewolf um, uh, lady, the one with all the hair. And she's, and she's like, you know, when I need to throw up and everything else, I need to like, think of something horrifying. Like, you know, and, and now I, I, I think of, like, the, the bathroom drain. Like, can I imagine your bathroom drain? <laughs> She's like, it's like, yep, just thought of it. The, um, uh, just, and then Chamberlain trying to give her a fucking lollipop was, was amazing. The, um, uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah, and a bunch of, like, the shit the Chamberlain said w- was great. And, and also, dude, I think we catch, like, a couple of, like, the one-liners that um, uh, you know that he had like his password being Harvard and shit like that. Oh yeah, yeah. We caught a few of those. Like I went to line. Harvard. They're all just like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" The um, <laughs> and then and then Chanel fucking being on Instagram while they're banging was was hilarious. And she like put in her headphones to listen to Spotify. <laughs> um, the she is such a dead fuck. The uh, the I think um, West getting deep fried was pretty cool. Yeah, um, that was yeah. boring. The um, I I like that. What was one of your favorite kills? Or, or that, or I was missed... gonna say the problem was the kills are boring. Like like yeah, it's a horror. I wouldn't say they were boring, but they were they were just the basic knife. Yeah. It's, so it, I, I think I know what my favorite one is. It, it's was... like at the very least the show is funny, but the kills they're never anything like great or visually great either. That's would be my biggest pet peeve with the show. It's like give me some good fucking kills. You have these cool costumes. Do something cool with them. The green meanie. Melt a motherfucker for crying out loud. I liked when the West green meanie was trying to hang the tall Chanel. Chanel. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty great. Everyone was like, ooh, he just barely had enough rope to do this. I didn't think he was going to be able to. Yeah, I thought yeah, she we're... was just going to be like, are you fucking stupid? Which would have been great. The um, I did like the... the uh, uh... Just because it was so ridiculous, I did love the orgasm lady getting killed um, with the sickle in from broad like daylight. in broad daylight, all the way across the hall with a fucking sickle, and then and then literally get the POV shot of of Zayde and Chamberlain watching her head go all over the place, which is I was like, that's great. The amount of force you would have to throw that. Th- look, oh dude, fuck dude, physics, seriously. He, he could 
punched through steel. The end. At that point. Yeah, dude, it, like fuck physics for real, dude. It's 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 ridiculous. God. The um, that thing had to cleave through bone, flesh, and all that from at least a distance of like twenty feet. The uh, yep. Yeah, yeah, well, that's definitely it. at a fucking curve too. The uh, were there any were there any jokes that you, that you really liked that we didn't cover? Oh no, we covered all my shit. The uh, of course you know Chad and and and, and John Stamos and fucking shower. It's great. Um, I, the uh, and then also them them talking um, right before they got married was was fucking hilarious. The um, but yeah um, the uh, but yeah overall this is really really good man. I mean thank you so much for introducing the show. Uh, to us, um, it's it was a good recommendation. I I I, I hope that we're in a, in like another year or so. We're we're doing a review of season three. Yeah, um, that's definitely realistically probably more like two. Yeah, years. with all two the years. COVID stuff happening, yeah. Yeah. that's causing a lot if of delays. It does happen, it'll be like but two years. I, I'm now. hoping the talks. I, I'll be happy if in a year we at least have an official announcement. I'll That'd be, be cool. happy with that. I yeah. will be happy when we get a trailer. Because shit gets announced all the time. Well, you mean but still, shit. it's an, until it's announced. You can't get a trailer until it's announced. That's so true. It's, it, there, there's there are steps to be taken, and to go from Fox saying we have no plans to do it to them saying okay, we're doing it. That is a huge. That's a huge leap. step. Again, I've seen the announcements are a dime a dozen. Once no, a trailer, I understand that, yeah. but in our business, it is a huge step. Yeah, that's yeah. true. They, that is true. So. Um, it's a, it's definitely a milestone, but I'm, I am with uh, Zach. If I had to pick the value of, of one of the milestones, yeah. I'm going to pick a trailer over announcement, but you know, that's just me. The, um, or, you know, a behind the scenes set photo, because that at least means they're filming. Yeah, that is true. That is true. The, um, uh, so yeah, I hope, I hope in another two years and everything else we're sitting here and we're, um, or maybe we won't be sitting here. We'll be sitting elsewhere, you know, but we'll, we'll definitely have a review up. Of this show, this on is Blood Island. The uh, Blood Island, yes. As long as we go back to Blood, I mean, that, they can do that too. They can go back. They can go to Blood Island. Um, they don't have to do it in the film studio. Uh, that would be great too. So, but yeah, I was overall, it was, it was great. Um, I really enjoyed. It. I did not enjoy season two as much as season one. Um, but the uh, but that again, that's the difference between an A plus and an A minus. Um, uh, you know, really, you know, it was not that far off uh, with how much I appreciated this, you know, show overall. So I think we can we can wrap up and go to go to final thoughts. Yeah, I mean it was a good show. The I think overall, like I said, completely awesome show. Highly, highly recommended. It. It's on Hulu. Um, if you're you know if you saw this, go watch it. It's 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 very short. It's twelve episodes for the first season and then ten for the second. Um, I believe that's correct. It's like twelve or thirteen for the first. Like there's. Like, the first two episodes are combined for the first season, so okay. episode guide's a little weird for that, but yeah, ten episodes for the second. Okay, yeah, so it, it really isn't that much of an investment of, uh, of time, and it, it's damn sure worth it, so I highly recommend it. Um, it's a lot of fun. The um, There's a lot of great, great moments. It has really good story elements. Like I said, season two, you know, didn't have quite as good of a story um, until the second half of the season, but I think it did pick up, and I think it stuck the landing. Cool. Yeah, I'm really glad you guys liked it. Um, it's a show that I've been recommending to people ever since I the, the end of the first season, I'd say. Um, I've always been a fan of it. I think it's hilarious. I think it's one of the best shows to come out of the last 10 years of TV. 
Uh, so it's I'm always glad whenever I meet another fan or when somebody actually gives it a chance based on my recommendation because normally I'm met with, eh, it doesn't look that good. I don't think you know what you're talking about, Brandon. Like, I, I get that all the time. Like, people are just kind of like, eh, really? So I'm glad that you guys actually gave it a chance and ended up really liking it. All right. That being said, thank you for listening to today's episode of the Nightmares podcast. You can check out all of our previous episodes wherever podcasts are available. And be sure to check us out on social media at Midwest Horror Network on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Slasher. And of course, if you're checking out this podcast on YouTube, go ahead and stab that like button, smash that subscribe, and press that little dingy bell to be notified every time we drop amazing content right here on the Midwest Horror Network. And if you are listening to this on a streaming podcast service, press the little follow button to also be notified every time we drop one of these amazing Nightmares podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time. Bye, guys.